Well, good morning, everyone. This morning's devotional is not going to be much as well, we, the same as we've been doing in the past few months. We've finished our study in Psalms, and because this was our last morning, our ladies gathered together and we had a, a, a fun time, but we were um, enjoying focusing on Christmas. And so, as our little devotional, uh, we had this reading. I hope you enjoy it. Mommy, baby Jesus will freeze without any covers, said four-year-old Jonathan. His two-year-old brother, Brian, nodded in agreement. I think you're right. It's pretty cold out here, I said, and we headed into the house for a small blanket. We swaddled the plastic, illuminated Christ child and placed him tenderly into a simulated wood manger near Mary and Joseph. My sons patted the baby and smiled with satisfaction. It was a moment to remember, a perfect finish to our family's outdoor decorating. At that time, I had no inkling of the powerful reminder I would receive through that little replica of the newborn king. After the lights were lit, we stood back to take in the wonderful sight. Brian clapped and all joined in. Before going inside, the boys visited the manger again to make sure their special baby was all right. They checked on him daily. Usually they'd smooth the blanket, but on occasion they'd just stand and gaze at the tiny representation of our newborn savior. I should have taken the time to ask what they were thinking. Soon I was buried in our typical Christmas activities, shopping, wrapping, candy making, parties, concerts, and numerous other festive things. With a large family, this was often more stressful than fun. The kids made requests for gifts and I'd drive myself crazy working to make everyone's dreams become reality. In an attempt to keep the Christmas spirit, we tried to read aloud an uplifting story of the season together each evening, but Sometimes I was so exhausted, my heart wasn't in it. Christmas was wearing me out. One evening as we arrived home, I heard Jonathan ask, where's baby Jesus? Looking into his face, I told him, he grew up to be a wonderful teacher and leader. He blessed and healed people. And then because he loves us all and is the son of God, he died for everyone's sins and went back to his father in heaven. Jonathan fidgeted, but listened to my explanation. I was surprised when he shook his head. No, Mommy, I mean our baby Jesus in the yard. He's gone. He explained while leading me to the nativity set. He's gone. It was true. There knelt Mary and Joseph, gazing down with loving serenity at a limp baby blanket. The Christ child was missing. The whole family searched the yard that night and the next day, but the baby was nowhere to be found. The view of that lonely manger was more than I could bear. So I fashioned a bundle from old towels and wrapped it in the blanket, making it look as much like an infant as possible. I placed my substitute in the manger. It would do for the rest of the season, but it was not the same. The boys showed no interest in checking on a wad of rags. As I went around my daily tasks, I obsessed over how the theft might have been prevented. Perhaps the baby in manger could have been secured to wires attached to stakes in the ground. Steps could have been taken that would have made it difficult for someone to steal baby Jesus. I determined that when we replaced him, I would make certain he did not fall prey to another thief. Next time, I would take extra care to protect the baby in the manger. Then a gentle voice spoke to my spirit, posing a serious question. What steps are you taking to protect the presence of the real Jesus Christ in your life and in your family? Tears fill my eyes. While I've been consumed with material and worldly holiday things, 
had the thief of all thieves come and in a manner of speaking taken the Christ child out of the manger of my heart, I realized that he'd been trying, but now I was warned and could take action to thwart his intentions. That moment of spiritual clarity changed Christmas for me. It gave me the strength to say no to activities that didn't enhance the true spirit of the occasion, and our family began to enjoy more fully the peace of God's presence. A few years later, we located a replacement for our missing baby and again had a complete nativity set. I don't stake the manger down or wire the infant into it because the thief I'm more, most concerned about doesn't steal yard decorations. Instead, when I place the baby Jesus near Mary and Joseph, I take a moment to reflect on how I'm doing in my relationship with the Lord and set spiritual goals for the holiday. It helps me keep worldly distractions in perspective. I ask myself the same question Jonathan asked me, where is baby Jesus? As long as I seek his spirit, Christmas will be what it was meant to be, a celebration of the wondrous gift of redemption granted us by our Savior, Jesus Christ. And because of the wonderful gift and what he's done for us, I had another little uh, devotion that I, I read to the ladies. It's called Unopened Gifts. 1 Peter 4 and 10 says, God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. When I was a young girl, we had big Christmas celebrations. My mother would invite many family members and friends. Gifts were brought for all who would attend. Occasionally, someone was unable to attend and his, his or her gift was left unopened under the tree. Just as those gifts sat unopened under our tree, some people never bothered to unwrap or use their gifts and talents. They just sit there, never possessed, used, or enjoyed. The Lord blesses each of us with unique gifts and talents that should be used to honor him. Recognizing our gifts helps us to use them properly. It may be your voice, your hands, or your ability to listen. Take a look at your life and examine what gifts you have left unopened. I thought that's wonderful. These are wonderful thoughts for us to be able to think about. I'm so thankful at this point, I'd like to thank the women who have been teaching these past few months. It takes a lot of preparation and I'm just so thankful for their hearts that are desiring to, to speak God's word. Now, this is our last session. We're not going to be having any more in 2020, but we'll be starting our women's Bible study um, in, in January on the 20th and it'll be podcast. And we're going to be studying the book of Matthew. We'll take it in two units. Uh, the first unit will be done from January to May, um, and we'll do half of Matthew, and then we'll resume in September to December, Lord willing. And so we're looking forward to that. Uh, again, I want to wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas and a wonderful 2021. And we'll, you'll be hearing from us then.